Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu new dealer today. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Mark Duffield. The big issue this Monday morning is nationwide. It is the Eagles in crisis after a historic loss, 171 points in a grisly affair on Saturday night. For the club itself, for its constituency, for the state of Western Australia, but also for its impact across the entire competition and the compromise that the Eagles now represent in a thrilling squeeze for places in the eight. We bring together the Monday means test with the big issue, Eagles in crisis with SENWA as the Eagles hit rock bottom. And there is a siren. Their equal biggest winning margin for the Swans and for the Eagles, they are officially at rock bottom. Biggest losing margin. Highest score conceded in the club's history. And they will jump out of the fire of today's game into a furnace during the week. They don't survive One. this. Yeah, you, you just don't. I don't think he can do anything. It's just that's what he's got. That's, yeah. the, that's the weapons he's got there, and they're not they're not firing. Change of coach might help. It was unacceptable tonight. Like it was embarrassing. So we're not accepting it. But there's not much we can do outside of keep rolling up our sleeves, trying as hard as we can, and try and get better. Do you still feel like you're the right man though? <laughs> yes. Well, because you're asking it. Yeah. Well, um, uh, what do you think I'd say? We talk about in coaching, you know, you, you're going to use the carrot or the stick. Well, Adam Simpson doesn't have a carrot and he doesn't have a stick. No one's going to want to go and play for this club because it's the worst that, that we've seen. They have resisted making changes when they needed to some time ago and something has to give. Something has to give after a performance like that. Jared Waitley and David King on the Monday Means Tests. SENWA host Mark Duffield. Mark, welcome aboard. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Kingy. Um, good to be on the show. Just give us, you've been on air already this morning. Just give us the landscape in WA. Uh, Shell shocked, I think, is uh, probably a, a, a good term, and angry. I think is another good term to describe it at the moment. It's been building for a while. They've been, you know, they've been decimated by COVID and injury last year. They've been decimated by injury again this year. But the level of performance, the range of performance at West Coast now is, you know, your best case scenario is a 40-point loss and your worst case scenario is what we saw on the weekend. Um, there's a feeling, I think, that there is now an appetite for change out on the Eagles board. Um, but what that change represents is going to be the interesting thing because my, my understanding is that the the person most under pressure at the moment is the CEO, Trevor Nisbet. Having said that, West Coast go to Brisbane in two weeks to play the Lions at the Gabba. And if we see a repeat of what we see on the weekend, that could change pretty dramatically as well. Kingy, were you, were you shocked by what happened on the field on Saturday? Uh, you're always shocked by those margins like that. It, no one expects a margin like that. 100 points is a little bit jarring, but to see 170, it, it's a rarity, isn't it? And 
The bottom falls out of everything once you lose trust. Everyone's lost a little bit of trust in the person next to them, whether it's the you know, senior players to the coach, the younger players to the senior players, whatever. They're all – it looks disjointed. It looks a metre off at every opportunity. It can be a metre off. It is a metre off at the moment. I, the first port of call for me is to sack system at the moment, to go back to basic one-on-one. And, yes, you're going to be towed around for a little bit and you're going to look a little bit vulnerable – um, but th- these players that they've got playing for them at the moment can't deliver upon system. They can't deliver upon um, that 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 intelligence level yet. So maybe strip it right back. But Paul Roos style, when he went to Melbourne, we said we're going to play and we're just going to compete and be in every contest and we'll probably get beaten for talent um, across the course of 120 minutes, but we're going to learn and we're going to regenerate. I think that's where they're at right now. Um but did I see – no one sees that sort of margin coming and that sort of loss. Do I think they'll turn it around and win games of football? No, no one does. But this this is the challenge, isn't it? This is the challenge of coming off the back of being all in to win multiple premierships once you've won the first. Did you think as the game unfolded that this would likely be the end of Adam Simpson? In, in real time. In real time? Um I thought that he may say to the club, listen, shake hands, walk away. This is only going to do damage to me, my family, you guys. That, that was the only option I could see of it ending. He, he, he's got enormous confidence in himself that he's the man to rebuild the club. Now, he hasn't got a fair swing at it at the moment with injury. There are alibis. Not, not here to make them, right? Not here to make them because people think you're defending a friend. I'm not. I'm just saying there are reasons, tangible reasons, why they're, why they're here. But if he feels he can't do it or he feels the players are no longer 100% buying in with him, then he would walk in as a sensible man, a, a, a man who's going to put the West Coast Eagles football club first every time and shake hands and say, we're done here, we've been good for one another, and you work out the financials. I'm not as... I'm not as hell-bent on saying that he stays for the, for the contract of two years and for the money. That That's not the Adam Simpson I know. So if people want to say you're defending a mate, I, I know that about Simo. So it's not about money. It's about whether you can do the job. Now, he still thinks he can. So, so he's basically saying to them, you can sack me if you like, but you told me six months ago that we were on this course together. This was going to happen, not to this extreme, but this was going to happen. Did you think in real time, Mark, watching on Saturday, that that would be the end of the coach? Oh, I th- look, my, it's always been my understanding that the board has been rock solid behind Adam and that they viewed him as the person to do this and that they I, – I, I felt that what happened with the board on the weekend and particularly Chairman Paul Fitzpatrick was that there was a, a, a suddenly jarring realisation that – you know, Paul Fitzpatrick, as recently as last week, was saying, we won't finish bottom, we will win games in the back half of the season. I think there was a jarring realisation when I spoke to Paul in the hour or so after the game that that's not going to be the case, that the team really is this bad and that there is no way, clear way out in the short term. Did I think he was going to be sacked? I, I probably thought probably not. Um, but I also thought he was a lot closer to the precipice at the end of that game than he was um, at the start of the game. Um, and I think I fear for him in that game at the Gabba in two weeks' time. I think they'll get a response. Um, Luke Shuey, I'm told, took the players off into a room, um, and it was one of the reasons why Adam hasn't spoken to the players when he went into the press conference, and Shuey gave it 
to the players and particularly some of the senior players who they felt did not play their roles and did not uh, lead in a manner that would enable the younger players to follow the way they needed to follow to avoid a result like that. Um, so I do think there'll be a, a response this week. What I worry about is the week after um, against Brisbane at the Gabba. So, Duff, I think that's the, that's the core of it, isn't it? Is it just not delivering upon your role or is it absolutely not buying in and not, and not having the trust, not being united? I think that's the, that's the differentiation here. And maybe when you see it over multiple weeks, you, you can swing back the other way and say, well, it's just not there anymore. But, but right now, these sorts of powwows, they give you the answer. The answer, we'll, we'll know. It's all well and good for, for Luke Shuey to do this. And then you see the next, not the next quarter of footy, you'll see the next three or four weeks of footy. And if it doesn't return back to where it was, then that's your answer. So I, I, I don't really think we're there right now, but these sorts of conversations are the stepping stones to getting your answer. And David, I think you made a really good point. You made it um, on Fox last night and you made it again today. Um, Adam needs to strip this back to something as simple as he can possibly make it. And they need to have one, two or three KPIs that the players have to deliver on this week. I think if you're Adam... That's what you're looking for. And it's about, you know, intensity. It's about effort. It's about commitment to a simple task and a simple set of fundamentals. And he's always been, he's always run a very complex playing style, Adam. And it's been a very technical playing style. They've been a little bit of an outlier in the AFL competition where the the way they've played, the way they delivered the 2018 flag was different to what Richmond were doing at the time, different to where the game was headed at the time. So it's it's a challenge for Adam to take them away from that to something more simple, more basic. But but that is what is in front of them now. And I think if he can't do that and if he can't bind them together to bring that over the next few weeks, then I think both he and Trevor will be gone by the end of yeah. the season. Duff, that's a great point. I see outliers win flags. That, that's that's my thoughts, because if you're going to play the same as the others, you're three years behind. We've heard Sam Mitchell talk about that already. He's at the start of a rebuild. They were an outlier in 2018 when they won the flag. They were playing a totally different way, and people couldn't get their head around it. Collingwood are playing a different way now. People can't get their head around it. It's gonna, it, it gives them a chance to go to the promised land. So outliers, to me, is not the problem. Um, it's when, it, obviously, the outliers needs, needs to be winning games of football. But I think Adam Simpson had a challenge at the start of this year to show that he could address that, that game style and become, become more of what the game is at the moment, be, be more of a contest team, an outnumber team, and go away from the uncontested mark game. So he had an awkward situation, Duff, where he had to show that he could make change as a coach and become part of what is 2023 footy yet was severely impacted by injuries with players that necessarily couldn't deliver upon this. Yeah, the other challenge they had, Kingy, was that confidence in their players' bodies. What I was seeing when I was going to West Coast training sessions at the start of this year, I saw a group that was much fitter in terms of the running they'd done and the work they'd done, but they were also contact-averse at training. They wanted to get to round one with as many fit bodies as they could because of the experience they'd had last year. And I do wonder whether that plus the need to shift towards a more chaos-based game, which they've been trying to do, uh, a more fast-paced game, a game that was going to involve more contact than what they've been used to, whether that has led to a lot of these impact injuries that they've had, which has been a big part of the injury problem. There have been some soft tissue injuries. I think they've got broken athletes 
And I think they need to address that. I think they're in denial about that. I, th- I think the guys, they think they're going to get back. They're not going to get back. But I also think they've had more impact injuries than a club would normally have. And I wonder whether the contact-averse nature of their preseason has contributed to that, that they haven't been prepared to what the game was going to throw at them come rounds one, two, three, four. The letter of the chairman last night, for, for me, it was just full of platitudes and excuses. It carried the line, we're not going to tell- tolerate performances of that nature, and yet clearly they are. It will turn, For Paul Fitzpatrick wrote. He made no effort to say how or when. It was impossible to find any accountability in it, and there was no appetite for change. So uh, the West the West Australians' depiction as the three power brokers of Western Australian of Western Australian football as, as the three stooges, but more particularly with their heads in the sand. I thought that was searingly accurate, Mark. I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, I think the West plays the man, not the ball, a little bit. And I, and there's a lot of meat on this story, Jared. and you can get to the guts of the story without having to, you know, demean and belittle people like that. So I, I didn't like that. Um, but I know what you're saying. Um, if you look at the roles that these people are going to play in this, so the, the West Australian Football Commission does not view its role as walking in to West Coast tomorrow and saying, you need to change the CEO, you need to change the coach. That will not be their role in this. Um, their role will be to stay in touch with West Coast, remind them that they have to pay a royalty, remind them of their obligations under their, what is virtually a subletting arrangement. Um, the, the WAC owns the licence, but they basically sublet it to, to West Coast. So that will be their role. Um, as far as Paul Fitzpatrick goes, I think Paul has been a little bit deluded all this year about where West Coast were at. He believed they would play finals with a good run with injury. I don't think any one else amongst us saw that in this group. I saw them with a good run with injury as maybe winning seven or eight games and clearly they haven't had the the good run with injury. And Trevor, I believe, is the one that the club has under the most pressure at the moment. They're looking at the environment of the club. It's always been a very stable club, um, which is great, but you get to a point where Trevor's loyalty to the people around him means there are a lot of people there because of their loyalty and not because they're cutting-edge people in the AFL. And I think to be clear on where West Coast are at more than anything else, they are no longer a cutting-edge AFL football club, and that's what needs to change. How big a problem is it, Kingy, for the, for the whole competition right now to have a team like that? Yeah. Well, this is what the competition sets up. The problem, the pro- I keep saying this, and this is not necessarily a West Coast discussion. Yeah. There will always be this team, Jared. You can have the worst team in the comp, but this is something well below that. Well, Melbourne were pretty bad there for a while. They were, and it was problematic for. We brought maybe in the two new. We brought in the two new. Te- we've always, we've sort of in the last decade, we've sort of had one, haven't we? No, nah, I don't agree with that. I think there are moments where you. The, the two new franchises Paul Roos took that over. absolutely when came Paul in. Paul Roos took over, I think Melbourne's percentage was 53 It was or probably in the years leading into that. Yeah, that's... So the that's, Dean Bailey year. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Roos took over. It, it is so problematic he, when this team materialises. And you can probably nail it down to, since Fitzroy, maybe one year of Melbourne. And separate to the two new franchises, because that was different. Well, that, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. That this, this is the wealthiest and theoretically most powerful team uh, club in the competition with mm. a team out doing that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not... You can't defend 170 points, Stuart, so if that's what you're trying to get me to do, I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is if you have one top 10 pick in 11 years 
and 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 you, and you get to, which is Andrew Gaff back in 2010. Last year's draft of Jimby Hewitt and Long looks okay. Nine fourteen twenty. The chess, are, uh, you can argue twenty twenty one. I think that the the argument around Tim Kelly is wrong. I think that you would take Tim Kelly still over and above Cooper Stevens, Jeremy Sharp, and Connor Stone, which are what those three picks have become. Um, twenty seventeen, Brander is probably a blown pick at pick thirteen, but they got Allen and Liam Ryan correct in the two picks after, so two out of three is not bad, as they say. So I think this is the problem with our, our code, is that it's impossible to stay at the top. And if you try and win multiple flags, you go all in. And the, the cliff is steep. Not many teams have fought the cliff successfully. Not many. And, and this is going to be – if you're worried about now, get real worried about next year. This is not the bottom of it. Like I heard you say this is this, – the, even in the call, this is as bad as – hey – Strap yourself no, no, in. The rebuild list hasn't been put together exactly, yet. Exactly, exactly. And it's the three years of pain coming. Do you think, Mark, that Trevor Nisbet and Adam Simpson will both be in their jobs for the round 24 game? I, I suspect the board's aim with Trevor will be to shift him perhaps at the end of the season. He has a contract until 2024, but I suspect that, that they've, they've had a look at that and said, no, we need change before then. Um it would be drastic. You, you've got to be careful before you shift to CEO mid-season because you can leave the whole place rudderless. Um, you know, Adam's job is to look after a football team, but let's not forget there are a myriad of staff in a myriad of departments and they all answer to the CEO, not the senior coach. So it's a, it's a big call to do that mid-season. Um, I think Adam is one more bad loss away, like a really bad loss, you know, a 120-point-plus a loss. He's... he's He's one of them away from um, a, a very, very serious conversation about whether it's time. And, and Kingy, the point you made about you know Adam and the club parting company, I think there was a point a few months ago where if you were advising Adam Simpson, you would have said, mate, go now, and there will be another senior coaching job for you if you go now. Now I don't see that. I think there's too much brand damage there with Adam now, and, and I think Adam... And he won't get another job? I don't think a senior job. I think, I think he could get a senior assistant's job. Um, but I think this is this is historically bad, and I, and I tend to agree with Jared. You know, you're looking at a percentage like Fitzroy's. Um, you're looking at a percentage like GWS's in their first year when they were a mix of kids and and you know veterans who had seen better days. Um, and I accept all the arguments about the the player availability and that sort of thing. But Adams contributed to this a little bit. Where to take on the weekend, there's a classic selection that he makes on the weekend, and it's about preparation. Forget whether these, which one of these guys is the better player. Jack Williams has played three games in the waffle. He he came off a ruptured spleen. He missed two and a half, three months of training because he was seriously ill. Um, Harry Barnett, there, um, I think he was their third pick in the draft last year after. Uh, Jinby and Hewitt. He's played nine games in the waffle. He's a ruckman too. They play the same position. Jack Williams played and was gone before halftime, injured. Mm. Harry Barnett was a better prepared player. Forget who's the better player and who, who Adam Simpson thinks the better player is. Harry Barnett was better prepared to play an AFL game. And I think there's been a bit of that across the board. They've been clutching at straws going, he's really good, he's really talented, let's get him in there, as opposed to who is physically prepared to play an AFL game of footy. Now, through without having any choice about it, when they played Hawthorne in Launceston, they had five guys out there, and I stress he had no choice in this game 
but they had five guys out there who were not physically prepared to play a game of AFL footy, and they got what they got. Um, the weekend was a bit different to that, I think. Do you think Adam Simpson will see through the rebuild, King? Well, you just got, you just got to work out what you believe, your own opinion, and it's fight or flight. He's a fighter, so you're going to have to you're going to have to sack him, or he's going to have to feel like he's putting his family in a position that he doesn't want to put them. In the end, this is a job, right? And as soon as it impacts your family, you make you take a different course. So I, I know the man, and that's how he'll be thinking. He'll be saying, you know, I can do this. I, can, I know it's, it looks awful to the outside, and he'd be hurting. But he'd be thinking he could still correct this. He's going to go through the – he's thinking, I'm going through the rebuild. I'm charging through this until something happens where it changes. Now, that may change next week. Duff spot on. And the, the, the calls are coming thick and fast for him to be sacked, and that may happen. But that's not how Adam Simpson should be thinking, and it's not how he thinks, because that's why they're the people they are. That's why they're the premiership coach, and that's why they're the, the, the elite players that they were, because they, they have a different psychology than, than us from the cheap seats. The big issue in footy after round 15 is the Eagles in crisis. Mark Duffield, thank you. We'll leave you to your SENWA audience. Thanks, guys. Pleasure being on your show. Hey, we'll continue with the means test next.